Welcome, everybody, to Outside the Box Stories. Uh, I'm your host, Ben Rogers, and I'm here with Dana Berry today. And Dana, how are you? Doing well. How are you? You know what I think is so interesting and fun is that I met you about 10 minutes ago, and I already feel like we're friends. I do, too. You know, whenever we put a mic in our hand, we got a camera here, we just become friends, and I'm so thankful that you're my friend. Well, I am very pleased to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, Dana, what we're doing here today and, and what Outside the Box Stories is all about is, you know, we're wanting to share these super successful stories as it relates to feeling your best, you know, feeling healthy, looking great. And and one thing about you that I know is that, that you're a patient at Performance Medicine of Johnson City. I am. And uh, and that you're on pellets. And, and that's something that I really wanted to talk a lot about because um, I, for one, I, I'm not on pellets. I don't know w- what it's like, but you do. You're and, too young. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I want to know kind of, you know, where did this all start? Where did this journey start for you from going from, you know, not being on hormones to being a little hesitant to getting on hormones. Kind of, can you walk me through kind of where it started? Yes, I'll be glad to. So when I was 35 years old and I am 56 years old now, Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and um, the diagnosis came as quite a shock. I had some uh, other problems that had prompted me to go in for a hysterectomy and was supposed to have been routine. And when they got there, they found ovarian cancer. And uh, I was told that I had six months to live and I needed to go home and get my affairs in order. And of course I was devastated. I was a single parent and had a 12 year old son at that time. And uh, fortunately I had a good friend who referred me to Duke and I went to Duke and got a totally different diagnosis. And here I am uh, almost 21 years later And my story has um, a lot of facets to it, but I'm going to stay on track with how it had affected my quality of life going through uh, menopause at such a young age. And of course, once you've had cancer, uh, and for those of you out there who have had it, I understand the hesitation of not wanting to even think about getting any kind of hormones because you're afraid that it could feed the cancer to um, maybe uh, have those dormant cells that are in there come back And I, with my particular kind of cancer, I had that fear as well. So I went from um, 35-year-old female living life as I could live it being a single parent uh, to just being uh, completely, my life changed completely overnight almost. You go through, and people don't realize what hormones do for us, and I, I had no idea how they affected so many areas of your body, and to be without them was uh, detrimental, to say the least. So I had um, tried the patch for several years, really didn't get much from that. Um, Is this post-hysterectomy? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, then I had gone to a couple of different doctors that were... Um, their specialty was hormones. Um, they put me on creams, really didn't get any benefit from that, and actually went several years without using anything because I was just so frustrated. This is going to sound ignorant, but 
after you get a hysterectomy, is it is it recommended that you get on some sort of hormone therapy? It depends. So if you have a hysterectomy and the only thing that's taken is your uterus uh, and you have your ovaries left because our ovaries is what produces the uh, bulk of our female hormones, uh, if you still have your ovaries left in place, you normally don't have to go on any kind of hormone uh, treatment until you start getting older and Got start it. going through that normal process okay. uh, of going into menopause. But my case, um, I lost both of my, I lost everything that literally made me a woman uh, in a matter of uh, a couple of weeks. So I was without anything. And when that that happens, you just don't realize how your body starts changing. A 35-year-old body went into menopause and changed uh, into almost a 60-year-old body, Uh, not physically so much, but mentally for sure. Um, and did you expect that? Did you ex- did you expect to feel as different as you did? I didn't because I was so elated to be alive. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, it took me a few years to actually realize how bad I felt um, because I was just so grateful. Once I reached that five-year mark yes. uh, of surviving, that's when everything else started being a little bit more uh, magnified, mm-hmm. the, the symptoms and not feeling well and, and just uh, having no energy and carrying extra weight and just kind of, of being sad and going through life and going through the motions. So at that point, because I, I you know, yes, like you're, you're alive. And like, that was the, that was the, you know, focal point right then is like, okay, I survived. And, and then you started, were you, did you think that there was something you could do? Cause you noticed that, you know, I'm not feeling the same way I, I did, um, you know, weight gain that you feel like you have no control over. Um, at that point, were you thinking that this is just, this is the way it's going to be? Absolutely. Okay. I really had reconciled myself to think that this, this is how my life is and I have to learn how to deal with it and, um, navigate through it day to day. Um, and you just, you kind of have that time where you can start looking to, for different options. And, and I am someone, and I've not always been this way, but I am all about holistic, anything natural mm-hmm. and you, how you can approach things. I would prefer to go that route. Uh, I'm not a medicine type of person. Sure. Um, but when you get to the point to where you feel so bad that you, you, you've just had enough and you start digging for that next thing and I think a lot of times things that happen in our lives can um, make us open our our mind and our eyes up to what we have to do to change things Mm -hmm. and I think all of us have that particular thing that just um, opens up that light goes on in our brain and once mine did which was probably uh, three and a half years ago now that's when I decided the only person I can change and the only person that I can help get healthy and is myself. We can't change anybody else. We can't, unless somebody wants the help, we can't do anything for anyone but us. And I, something I have learned, and, and a lot of times people take it as being selfish, but you've got to be your best for yourself in order to be there for others when they need you. Totally. So once I decided that it was time to to do something, um, I dropped 15 pounds like that. I came to Dr. Rogers and asked him because I had been on cream at that time with no no kind of response really. And he suggested I try the pellets. 
ladies, it changed my life. <laughs> so I uh, highly, highly recommend them. I have more energy than I've ever had. I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. And I look the best I've ever looked in my life at 56 years old. So I hate I wasted all of those years instead of getting started on it. And I like to refer to them as my magic beings because <laughs> that's truly what they are. So, so tell me, you know, because I think so many of us, we, we recognize that we want to feel better. We want to look better. And we can all go down rabbit holes of like trying different things. And then frustration comes. Did you ever feel frustrated? Like when you're on, when you're on creams, you're doing something, you know, like you're, you're actively trying you know, you're trying different things. How did you get through the frustration? And, and how did, and I'm, cause I'm sure that once you found something like pellets and, and, you know, you're obviously doing amazing now, like it's even more satisfying, but I know so many of us get caught up on this, um, moment of frustration. Like, you know, you try to take control and yet you still feel out of control because you're not getting the results you want. Can you talk to us about that moment you had, about when that was and, and, and what got you through it? So for myself personally, I think that, and all of us have, I feel like, inside of us, a woman that we know who we want to be, and we know how we want her to feel, we know how we want her to look, we know the life that we want her to live, and this person that I have now, myself now, is um, the one that was inside of me for a long time clawing to get to the surface. And I think because of life circumstances that had happened, mm -hmm. um, different things throughout those the past 20 years, um, I kept her undercover sure. <laughs> or kept pushing her down because there were too many other things going on, that uh, peripheral situations that um, I, it, I guess it just was not time. And then when the time came, she started coming to the surface, and it's um, it's a learning experience. And I can't, it's hard for me to explain to people who haven't gotten to that point yet. Mm -hmm. And there are, are women out there, girls I know, that you, you might be my age, you might be 65, you might be 70. But if you've got that girl inside of you that's wanting out, let her out, because once she comes out, your life is going to change drastically. Uh, to if I if I only live one more year, I would rather live one more year feeling the way I feel today hmm. than to live twenty five more years than the way I felt four years ago. Man, that is that is a big statement, and um, and I really uh, I might throw you off with this question, but. You talked about, you know, this girl that you wanted to become, you wanted to feel like. Was this someone that had come out before? She had never been out. Never been out. Never. Even, even before um, the hysterectomy, before the cancer diagnosis. So it wasn't necessarily getting back to to the girl you were. You know, what, the, what I'm hearing is that this allowed you to or helped you let that girl out for the first time I think this girl had always been inside but Ben I got married at a very young age mm -hmm. the first time 
and that's a whole other story for another second. <laughs> and I, I became a mother mm-hmm. at 21. So I had, um, I didn't have time to focus on anything other than working. And, yeah. um, and you know, something I've thought about so many times, um, as women, we can be um, a wife and a daughter. We might be a sister. Uh, we might be a mother. But for myself, I have been all of those things, but I was never just a woman. Hmm. I have never been just a woman until three and a half years ago. <laughs> and That's wild. It's felt pretty damn good. There you go. Yeah, it really. I, I never knew. I really never gave him. I had given myself the opportunity just to be, just to be a person, just to be a woman, because I had always defined myself with all of those different labels. Mm-hmm. And I think that's. It's a. You've mentioned this a couple times about taking care of yourself first, and and I think women in particular um, struggle with that because there is so much emphasis on these roles and, um, and they're important roles. They're, they're, you know, needed roles. Um, but I think, you know, I think what you're saying is so real in that even with those super important roles, you, you need to take care of yourself first so that you can do those roles to the, to the best of, you know, who you are to the best of your ability. And, um, and I just, I, I, I'm super, I, I respect the, the heck out of you right now because you were able to figure that out. And, and now, you know, that girl is out, which is so, is so cool, you know, and do, do you like, do you have any other messages for, for the women out there in, in that, in that regard, as far as like putting yourself first in order to take care of others? Because that's a big message, uh, that, that we send is take care of your own health so that you can take care of the others that you you love and care about. Absolutely. My advice or my opinion, however you want to look at it, and it's certainly, I'm not saying right or wrong. You have got to take care of you first, because if you don't, nobody else is going to, and you can't be the best you to show up for someone else when they need you to be there. And you will be criticized Um, You will be told you are self-centered. You'll be told you are selfish. And you know what? I am a little selfish and I am a little self-centered, but I, I can't, um, I can't emphasize enough to take care of you first. And then you're going to be the best version for everybody else, no matter what role that's in, whether it's a mother or a sister or a daughter or a grandmother. And that's probably one of my favorite roles is being a grandmother because uh, I can love him and send him home. <laughs> uh, but that I, you do, I cannot emphasize the importance of taking care of yourself and your health and everything else uh, when that time arises. And believe me, they do arise. You'll be there and you'll be able to show up. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I really actually been obsessed with this uh, idea of being selfish in order to be selfless. And, you know, actually being selfish is, uh, in a odd way, the most selfless thing you can do. And, and I just, I love that you said that because I think that's a, it's a real thing and it's, and it's complicated and it's hard to understand. Um, but, but taking care of yourself is such a big deal. And, and now let, let's, let's get into some of the, the pellet stuff. And, and did you have any fear of pellet therapy before? Like, had you heard of it before coming to Dr. Rogers? 
um, when he first mentioned it, were you like, you know, that sounds crazy? You know, what was your what was your initial thoughts there? I had never heard of pellet therapy, um, and I'm one that if I think it's going to make me feel better, or make me more healthy, or make me look better, I kind of the fear just takes back seat and I don't know that that's always good but um, I I had no fear at all I did read up on it after I had met with Dr. Rogers and um, made a decision very quickly to get right back in to to get my first pellets there's not absolutely you have just a tiny tiny little place on your hip where the pellets are put in Uh, You put a little series strip on them to hold your little incision together for a few days. Um, Within three to four days, you still have a little soreness there, but that's it. That's it. And, and I, you know, if I would, um, I would go under local anesthesia if I had to, (laughs) to get my pellets. (laughs) That's how, that's truly ladies. That's how they have changed my life. So how, how quick was the change in, in terms of how you felt, what was that like? You know, you, you come in for pellets, you're, you're, you're probably, um, anticipate, like you're anticipating feeling really, really good. You know, you know what I mean? Like, so you're expecting a lot. What was, how quickly was the change? I think within the first three weeks, I could really start to tell a change, uh, with the first month. Definitely. I had more energy. I had no hot flashes. I had, um, I just, I had a feeling inside of me that I had never had. And honestly, when I think back, even prior to having a hysterectomy, I don't think my hormones were ever right, Hmm. honestly. Um, And of course, you know, I was 35 and so involved in living. I had no, I was not smart enough, did not know enough at that point. Um, to even check into maybe why I wasn't feeling good or didn't have energy or and I honestly can say I think that maybe my hormones were off then even beforehand Um, it might be a little bit easier to regulate now that we have no um, ovaries to have to work around so it's all all from the pellets now but I, I really don't know that they had ever been optimal to where they are now interesting that's super interesting and um one question i have is that might help a lot of people out there is how long was this journey because you mentioned you went on pellets three and a half years ago how long of this you know hysterectomy till three and a half years ago how long was this journey with regards to the time frame yeah um well august the 20th of this year, I will be a 21-year ovarian cancer survivor. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank that you. Amazing. I'm, I'm very blessed. And inspirational. Yes. And you know, you usually that is a death sentence when mm. you have ovarian cancer. You're not here very long. And I used to wonder why God had left me here. And I, mm-hmm. I kept looking for this one big bang for years, years and years. For years, I would try to, to, to think why I was left here. And I had a client tell me one day, because we she was going through some things and we were just talking on a personal level and I had said something to her and she called me she says you will never know how you changed my life Mm. that day yeah and then I realized it was a bunch of little things so when I finally stopped looking for that big bang that's that's when I realized that you 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 say things to people every day and you have no idea 
how it can change their life or touch them. Well, and, and you know, I think that's the way I see this recording here is like, what's going to happen is you're going to, the amount of time that it took you to seek this sort of help to realize these things, like just by talking with me, you're going to help somebody, you know, shrink that time. It would have taken them 10, 15 years. Now it's going to take them one year. And, and that, you know, I mean, you said it before you live one year this way versus 25 years the other way. And, and that's a, that's a strong message. And that's a strong message to, you know, take care of yourself now. Let's figure out, you know, what we need to do in order to feel better and, and really don't judge what it is. Cause I do think ourselves, we tend to make those judgments. Did, did you ever feel that way? I know you're super open to, you know, different types of things in order to feel better, look better. Um, but did you ever find yourself kind of in that I'm judging myself moment? Not really, because I, I, I know everybody has different opinions about hormone replacement therapy yeah. and plastic surgery and Botox, and I'm all into all of it. <laughs> but I, I never, never judge myself for that. Yeah. Um, and I know that a lot of people um, feel kind of ashamed maybe sometimes because they don't want to share with people mm -hmm. the things that they're doing that's making them feel better. You know, none of us are perfect and none of us were given the perfect body or the perfect system that works that body. But you, I, I am not embarrassed to say at all, uh, anything that's available to make my life more healthy and more productive and longer, live longer, I'm going to do it. So I never had any self-judgment about that. I've had a lot of judgment from other people to me about that, but you, you can't let that dictate your decisions. Um, and I did that for a very long time in my life, but you, you have to move forward and do what's good for you. Well, it's kind of going back to that mentality of, of taking care of yourself first and, and, and making sure that you're in line with the way you want to feel. And I think that's, uh, you know, I hope if, you know, if anything, I hope that's what people take from this is, is, you know, it sounds weird, but put yourself first and, and, and recognize, you know, that you want to feel better, you know, and can you talk to us a little bit about the energy component with, with hormones? Has that like, is, has that been the biggest thing? What's kind of give me the biggest, um, impacts you've seen pre pellet to post pellet energy for sure okay that's been a huge thing um just having your internal thermostat work appropriately now mm -hmm. and and i still get hot i st but i think i'm just built that way <laughs> you know just yeah. just to have i stay warm all the time um but the energy level is just unbelievable it's it's um it's refreshing. And as I go back again, and I think back when I was younger, I did not have the energy that I have now. So I, again, and I, I this was, and as we have been talking, and you've made me think, you know, back, um, even if you're not in menopause, I, I would encourage you to talk to Dr. Rogers, because if you don't have a good quality uh, of life now, there could very easily be something that could help you now. Um, and not wait until go through all of those years of feeling bad when you could get something done now and enjoy your life. But yeah. the energy level for sure. Um, it also, and it's probably where I was so many years without hormones. It has, it really has changed my body physically. Um, it, my skin has changed. Um, it, it has affected every 
aspect of my life. How, because I know there is, um, can you tell when you need to come back for another, another uh, treatment? Is that, what's, what's that like? What's your, absolutely. And I know everybody's a little different in their time frames, but can you feel kind of, okay, I, I need to get back, uh, need to get my treatment again? Oh, absolutely. For myself personally, it's about every three months. Um, if I'm working out a lot, I usually within two and a half months can, uh, I'm ready for them. You just start feeling, uh, you get those hot flashes. You start feeling a little bit more uh, lethargic. I'm a little lazy. I just don't have that get up and that drive to get up and do something. Mm -hmm. And within, when I go back to have that, uh, the pellets replaced, it's probably within a week and a half. I'm right back to my, I'm not going to say my old self. I'm right back to my new self. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And this is going to be a a totally selfish question, but you know, was there, you, you mentioned that you, you went and read up on, on pellets after talking with Dr. Rogers. Is there any, um, anything out there besides, you know, just listening to Dr. Rogers that could help people feel more confident in pellets, like in terms of their safety, et cetera. Is, Is there any like, resources that we can point people to it's been a a while Ben since I have researched that Um, I would encourage you to first of all talk if you have had cancer talk to your doctor and get get his input on it obviously first but I think talking to people who have experienced it firsthand to me uh, would be the biggest um, research tool someone could have who was looking to go down this road, whether you have had cancer or not, uh, I would reach out to anyone who is currently on it. And I have uh, a few of my friends have uh, followed uh, in the, the, the track that I'm on, and they love them. And they talked to me a lot about it before they went. And it, it's just it's changed their life, too. So I think the biggest resource that you could be found non-medically that is is to talk to someone who's had it done you know and i like i actually love that as a place to end because that is such powerful advice and something that you know i would never think of but when you said it i'm like that's exactly right like you know seek out people friends you trust seek out you know people who have who have done it who are doing it and and talk with them about their experience and open up to them and I, I think, you know, hopefully, you know, this video is going to, you know, be something like that for so many of you out there. If you're, you know, thinking about pellets, if um, if you're feeling tired or run down, if you're kind of in that moment of frustration, you know, this is something to at least consider. And it sounds like your biggest advice is if that could be you, you know, talk to somebody who's, who's done it. Talk to somebody who's doing it because, um uh, to me, that's the most powerful thing. And I, and I tell you, Dan, this has been so much fun and it's been inspirational. Uh, your story is incredible. I'm so proud of you and thankful to call you a friend, even though we met each other, you know, 30 minutes ago. Um, I'm thankful to call you a friend and, and, and everything that you've done for performance medicine, for performance medicine of Johnson City. Uh, we really do appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been, this has been rocking. Guys, this has been Outside the Box Stories. Um, Thank you for for hanging out with us, for letting us share these stories. Uh, If you feel like somebody needs to watch this, share this video. This is an important message. Um, Take care of yourself first so that you can take care of others. That is unfortunately outside the box thinking, 
Um, but we're thinking that outside the box is where you should be thinking. So thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time. Rockin'. Rock on. Rock on. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.